when you're first trying to start off, maybe you just hit up private owners. Go ahead and communicate with them. Be transparent with them. And then that's how you start to build up credibility. Then you can go ahead and go to the apartment complex and it's like, hey, once they say yes, and you, once they're okay with it, then you can set up shop and you can put 10 units in that building. This principle of success is called the mastermind principle. The, 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 the Mastermind Your Life Podcast. Podcast. If you're wanting to realize your ideas, goals, and dreams, and on the journey of masterminding your life, it's time for the podcast made just for you. This is the Mastermind Your Life Podcast. With Tolu Owoyemi. Owoyemi. Hey, 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 what's going on, my masterminders? Welcome to another episode of Mastermind Your Life. We got Sayum Bay in the house, the Airbnb king, top five Airbnb host, 20 plus. I mean, he's just taking over this Airbnb game. Man, Sayum, welcome to the show. All right, peace, love, and economic liberation, y'all. Appreciate you for having me, man. I'm excited to be here now to talk a little bit more about the Airbnb business how i got started man just happy to be here though yeah man i'm excited too because not only are you getting into airbnb but you're building this lifestyle you're building this momentum and he's doing 202 as well so we'll be able to get into that and touch on that but this airbnb it, it's so hot <laughs> the two most searched uh words about airbnb when it comes to the business part is how to start your own airbnb business and how to start your own airbnb business if you don't own any properties right. so um but before all of that man can you talk to the people about you know me and you earlier were talking you said you kind of started off as a teacher but talk to us about your background growing up and what kind of yeah. gave you this entrepreneurial bug yeah yeah so um yeah just to kind of give you just some background and some context about me ironically i'm actually from baltimore grew up in baltimore um, yeah yeah west west side of baltimore came down to atlanta and uh my passion was teaching so you know i i went to school for teaching i graduated and um what was it about 2015 and um i taught at the aps so that's the atlantic public school system for a couple of years um and then one summer my hairstylist i was getting my hair done and um she recommended that i go ahead and get uh, airbnb my place out it was a nice area she was like go ahead and try it out at this point, I never heard of Airbnb. This is the summer of 2018. I never forget. Wow. And I remember, um, I think it was May 29th, I created my account. It took them two days to kind of like for Airbnb to figure things out and to set it up. And then it was official on May 31st. And I got my first guest June 1st. And um, that's when I was like, wow, I can turn this into a business. Mm. And um, because, uh, you know, people were hitting up my phone like crazy. And so over the course of those three months, like while I was out of school and while I was, t um, you know, it was summertime, teachers, we still get paid during the summer. So I didn't need to like, you know, work any jobs. And so I just decided to stay at a friend's house and, um, and I wanted to Airbnb my place out. Over the course of those three months, I made nine thousand dollars, and then um, and that's when I realized like I could actually turn this into a business. So I was saving about three thousand dollars a month. Ironically, later um, that fall, I was so in tune with it that I think you know the ancestors, the spirit, whatever you want to say. Let's go. Um, it, it, I, I got fired from my job. I got fired in October 2018. I officially retired as a teacher, meaning like I got a retirement check. 
I invested that check and I got and got my next property and also the money that I made over the summer. I went and got two more properties. And then since then, I've just been moving forward. Now, fast forward into the summer of 2021. I got 29 units now. I'm not only in Atlanta, but I'm also in Houston as well. So, you know, my business is just I'm um, growing and Airbnb is a great opportunity. It's done. Uh, it changed the whole trajectory of my life. And so. And I'm just a regular guy, you know, just regular dude. And so um, you know, I've just been able to stay disciplined, stay focused. And that's how I got where I'm at now. And that's the thing. It's that staying disciplined and staying focused because right. the, the, the opportunity is so massive. And I remember there was an article that came out with the uh, owner of Airbnb, the CEO. And he was like, yo, we looking for two million more hosts uh, like a yeah. couple more million hosts because the when the pandemic is <laughs> which it is is dying down but as it dies down more and more people are out about they want to go to the beach they want to go on vacation they want to go like so they're going to need to stay in these uh airbnb properties yeah what's what's interesting is that um there's a term and that i've kind of i guess i kind of came up with or i've heard it's that uh, people are in this travel revenge mode right because we were stuck in a house for so long people are like oh i want to go here i want to go there you know and a lot of people are just staying domestically because we can't go out the country unless if you got the shot and even some other countries are not allowing for u.s citizens to enter in and um also with hotels hotels a lot of hotels had to shut down so when you got a large building that's shut down like a hotel it's hard for them to quickly get back up on their feet like you can't shut down the marriott and then recover like that it's so many systems and things that you got to put in place so now is actually a great time for a host to get started because the demand is crazy right now right and so while, while hotels are shut down this is a good opportunity for hosts to come in because they can learn the ins and out they can make their mistakes without losing significant amounts of money and then once things pick back up they'll already have credibility on their airbnb listing page where they can start to accumulate you know um reviews positive reviews and enough money so this is like the perfect opportunity for hosts to get involved like for new hosts or anybody who's interested and talking about hosts, a lot of people, and I've noticed this, females are drawn, like you see masses, and I'm seeing more of uh, men, you know, getting and brothers and people like that getting onto the Airbnb, but there's so many women that, mm -hmm. you know, they speed towards it, and uh, why, why do you think that is? I, I mean, I would say that um, I think women, I mean, I think women are like the true hustlers of like, you know, of the world. Like they will always find a way to get involved. And I think particularly now we're moving in towards um, more like women empowerment where women are don't feel like that they have to follow the, the, the traditions of doing things. And actually, yeah, I've seen a lot of women, um, you know, who getting involved. Actually, one of my clients haven't even been working with her for a year. I think we started uh, September 2020 and what she has like eight units right now you know Ooh. she's been able she's quit her job she's working full-time doing airbnb she also has a toro vehicle you know she's thinking about expanding in houston at some point as well so yeah i mean i'm not sure the reason why but i would say that you know no matter when you look at in history women are always hustling definitely yeah. and you're so right the woman empowerment uh movement is super strong right now mm -hmm. i think they said the the black woman is the fastest according to forbes fastest growing rest of uh entrepreneurs and you're seeing it right now from the mosquitoes every 
and Lexia right all like across the board they're going to the conferences they're buying these courses they're getting on coaching calls they're right. pitting in action and like you just said your uh, client literally boom eight plus units and mm-hmm. you you be um, I just spoke to Lord Leia and okay. she's a Bitcoin plus Airbnb oh wow and yeah it's interesting so that's definitely a, a strong um, power up uh the thing i wanted to ask you was yeah i think what stops people from getting into it is oh i don't have a house i can't do airbnb mm-hmm. and so when people talk like nah nah you you can't do airbnb if you don't have a house they're like how mm-hmm. <laughs> right so what what would you tell them to let's say somebody came to you they were like you know what i'm i'm interested i want to move forward like i want to work with you or i just want to go get this airbnb but mm-hmm. i don't have a house right right yeah yeah so there's a there's a several ways that you can kind of get involved within the airbnb business now more passive ways that you can get involved is that you can be an investor so i got people back home like i said i'm from baltimore i got people back home who are not able to do the hands-on work of um, managing and running and operating their airbnb business but they've invested within my business and they get a return of their investment back and they make their return back pretty quickly and plus some so that's one way of getting involved in it um some other ways if you want to be more hands-on in building an airbnb business and your airbnb brand is that you can go ahead and um if you have a home and if you have a home with multiple rooms you can go ahead and just sublet one of your rooms or you can go ahead and rent out one of your rooms a lot of people do that truthfully that's kind of how airbnb started it really started when people was on the couch you know it was really just couch surfing across the country charging people 20 30 dollars and then it turned into this massive thing where we are today but i would say that um, before you go ahead and um branch out or if you just have a lack of um, money but if you have an extra room or some extra space in your home you can go ahead and rent that out at a nightly rate of like 40 dollars. you know maybe charge like a 30 dollar cleaning fee or whatever like that see how that does save up that money and then you can go out and you can go ahead and start scouting um different locations um what i do and what i uh, whenever i work with clients is that i go ahead and i advise that they go ahead and try to get a, an apartment and so that's what i do all of my units are in apartment complexes i don't own any property which is great and the reason why that's great is because i don't have to put down any large amounts of capital in order to acquire a property i literally walk in and i say hey i'm a corporate house entity i've been running this corporate housing business for x amount of years this is how much we're generating on a monthly basis and we're looking to pick up five to six units within the next month are you willing to do business with me that's essentially like my tagline that i'll come in when i'm calling apartment complexes so um when you can get an apartment when, when you are able to get an apartment now technically you're not able to sublet your apartment so kind of going back on the story that I was just outlining at the beginning of this um, interview is that I was saying that with my apartment, I decided to um, leave it and I decided to put it on Airbnb. So when I decided to do that, technically, I was in violation of my lease, meaning that um, by subletting my apartment to a third party or putting it on a third party platform, it's a violation against my lease. I want to be clear with everybody, people who are not hosts and even the people who are hosts and they um, explain this, violating your lease is not a legality. 
You cannot go to jail. Um, you cannot get locked up for it or anything like that. It is strictly just violating your contract. And when you violate your contract, you have potentially the contract can be terminated. Okay, so um, so yeah, and and really all in all, it was really just an economical or financial risk. If you violate any contract, particularly with your apartment community, they will um, they'll find you. So they'll say, all right, you violated your contract. Here's the, um, in the section, it says that you generally you have to pay like one month of rent. Once you pay that one month of rent, you know, the, you know, the relationship is, is terminated, meaning that it doesn't have any collateral damage, meaning that nothing's going to be reported on your credit. Nothing's going to be reported on your rental history. It's just, a, it's just the contract that ended. And so, um, once I understood those risks, I was willing to take the risk by doing that. Um, now that I've gotten smarter, I established a corporate housing company by getting my LLC, by getting an EIN, and then I will approach apartment communities as a corporate housing business. And so I also have bank statements as well that shows that my business is profitable. So when you're able to, so that puts me in a position of leverage where I can negotiate my contracts with um, apartment communities who are willing to do corporate housing or are willing to allow for Airbnbs to operate out of their communities. So. And to that point, right, because I, I, that's more advanced in terms of, you know, setting up your LLC and you said you're a corporate clearinghouse, right? And mm -hmm. a lot of people probably the, the whole, the game with the, uh, the apartment whereby, mm -hmm. so I go up to an apartment, Shaniqua goes up to an apartment, Alexia goes up or Deontay goes up to an apartment mm -hmm. and they're like, Hey, look, I am a, so if you're just starting out, but you can't show like the bank statements or like being uh, mm -hmm. profitable, how would you still negotiate that? Because I do feel as if you're right. Like if a Marriott shuts down or a Hilton shuts down and they're opening up, there's a lot that goes on. So it almost seems like these uh, complexes would be hungry for people to come in mm -hmm. and set up Airbnbs or even they themselves, you know, get into the uh, <laughs> business of the Airbnb. Right. Yeah they should actually that's a good that's a good point um yeah yeah so how you can do it is that so maybe you don't go to an apartment complex maybe when you first get when you're first trying to start off maybe you just hit up private owners like right people who are just renting out their home or renting out their condo go ahead and communicate with them be transparent with them and then that's how you start to build up credibility so then once you build up enough credibility then you can go ahead and go to the apartment complex and it's like hey this is what i do you know i've done i've, I've been working with this person so if you can't go to apartment complexes, which it is harder, it's not easy. Like you might have to make 100 calls just to get one apartment community to say yes. But once they say yes and you, once they're OK with it, then you can set up shop and you can put 10 units in that building. You know, potentially you can put 10 units, 10 units in that building. So you only need to have one apartment complex say yes. There's going to be a lot of them that's going to be like, nah, we're not doing that. It depends what city you're in. You know, so like I know like cities in the Northeast, they're more, they're not as um, flexible with it. Whereas like in Houston, it's like the wild, wild west. Like a lot of apartment communities are willing to do it. In Miami, you know, it's like, it's, it's a little bit more challenging, but you can always go through a private owner who's renting out their home, which like every, you know, a lot of- find the private owners? Is there like a site for like private owners or- I mean, you can go to like, to Zillow or you can go to like literally just type in con I'll just type in condos for rent in Atlanta mm -hmm. I'll just literally just type in that and then they'll navigate me to whatever site and then I just start cold calling you know just sit down just like track two hours out your day you can you can contact 50 people and then one of those people are going to say yes 
And then once they do, then that's when you can start building the foundation of your company. And, um, and then, you know, you can work your way up. So, you know, so that's one way of doing it. And like I said, the way that I did it, I just took the risk. I was just like, yo, I, I ain't trying to be calling everybody. Now, again, I just want to be clear for everybody who's watching. I'm not saying either way is right or wrong, but I just decided to take the risk. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to put this apartment in my name and I'll just take on any financial risk that that will happen. Um, so that's what I did. Wow. And I think, you know, you got to take that plunge because at the end of the day, when you decide and people, I feel like it's almost, this is like a buzzword right now when you hear Airbnb. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it it's like candy, you know, like, Oh, you got your Airbnb, you know, like, <laughs> right? It's almost because in the setup, you know, people are getting real creative with it. Like, I've seen like the game room design where pop, they have like themes for it, like, you yeah, know, gang gangsters paradise, and they got like these walkers, like all these different gangsters, you know, the Tommy guns, like, yeah, you know, it was like when you think of like how to make your Airbnb stand out, like, mm -hmm. because you want the more consistently, you know, people book. Yeah. Can you talk about like some of the things you do to make your uh, Airbnb stand out and like your thoughts towards making sure that, you know, uh, places are always being booked? Right, right. Yeah. So, yeah, you do have um, some people on the platform who have like a certain niche, like a creative niche. Um, like I know in Atlanta, they have like a tree house. There's a tree house. Be, um, them brothers and sisters be going crazy. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, them girls be booked up for like, like months, you know, yeah. you know, but um, I'm not in that space where I'm trying to be super creative because it, it costs more capital to, you know, to, to buy those certain amenities. Like I know some people like they have like a movie theme, you know, which, which is cool. And, um, and so, yeah, yeah. So I'm not really in that creative niche where I'm trying to spend more capital so that I can have this creative thing. Now I might go ahead and get like one or two units like that, maybe sometime in the future, but, um, my units are very like, and I know this is like a, it sounds like a boring word but they're very cookie cutter but they do have like a level of quality and expectation and it has a very clean cut type of um like experience at my at my locations and so i make sure like i have certain things like i always have like a coffee maker i provide my guests with coffee utensils pots and pans seasoning all of those things toilet paper toothbrush soap shampoo the same things that you would walk in and get at a hotel are essentially the things that i'm trying to provide um we also even have we also write even personal like thank you cards to our guests each time just asking them to provide us with like a review or any type of feedback on anything so um and for the most part i mean i would say that my guests are pretty satisfied um and yeah so like yeah that's that's you know that's the expectation when coming to my listings now nah, awesome and i think you know at the end of the day you're you all right the quality the level expect people remember those little 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 things because you know i think like that word hospitality like this being able to show somebody that that extra attention and care yeah you know people really really appreciate that because they'll come back over and over again just to have that same experience yeah yeah i would agree i would agree with that 100 um but also like you were saying earlier the demand is so high you know you can give somebody a couch and a bag of potato chips and you're going to get that unit booked up <laughs> You know what I mean? Like it's the demand is so high. Now I'm not encouraging that host just do the bare minimal, but there are hosts who do. 
And um, I don't know what their numbers are looking like. You know, I'm sure that they're not, you know, they could be better, you know, be giving them the bare minimal, but um, there's still like a space to, to make money, um, even given the bare minimum because the demand is so high. Um, so, so yeah, yeah. You know, returning guests, I don't even get returning guests like that, but I'm booked up like almost 100% of the month. So I don't even rely on returning guests, even though I'm polite, I always say thank you. And I ask for a positive review, but most of my guests are not returning. I would say less than 1%. Yeah. People are busy nowadays. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I'm thinking about too, as well, is that it's interesting because somebody comes in and yeah. they leave. Now, some people are swimming with the cockroach, you know, they <laughs> toilet paper over here, plastic, yeah. you know, like, yeah, turn down for what, you know, who knows what they're doing in there. Right. So, what kind of system or like, how did you kind of start? Because it has to be clean, that has to be presentable to that next mm. person that's coming in. Like, what are your thoughts and like, what kind of systems or processes you have to make sure like that cleanliness is maintained? Yeah, so um, I actually just hired a like, just like a third party uh, cleaning crew of wow. folks. Um, shout out to them. It's called um, Emerald Elite uh, Cleaning for those people in Atlanta. Um, so guy I used to work with, um, and he told me about his cleaning business when I had one unit. And I remember him telling me, he was like, dude, I'm not about to get no cleaners. And like now that I'm much bigger, I need like, you know, professional cleaning. And like they have, um, he does, he does a really good job with his cleaning, with his turnaround. But what I'll do is that I'll just go over the expectation. So like, it's essentially just like a regular job. Like I literally like have a video of me going into one of my units and I'm showing them like, yo, this is the expectations of like of what we need at our location. Um, you know, this is how turnover should look like. This is how your unit, when you leave, this is how your unit should look. And so we just, um, so yeah, so that's, so it's, it's really just like, you know, they, they go through a tutorial. I know that there's going to be a learning curve, maybe between one to two weeks. And then after that, you know, I give them kind of the keys to the, you know, to the, um, to, to all of my units and then have them go ahead and um, just turn it over. In addition to that, what I, um, just kind of um, implement it is that before the cleaner leaves, they go ahead because um, all of my cleaners they have access to my Airbnb, like their co-hosts. So meaning that they can go ahead and um, they have direct communication with the message um, with the messages with my guests. So anytime a guest says something, whether if it's a positive thing or a negative thing about cleanliness, my cleaning my cleaning crew or at least my manager, um, he has uh, direct ex access to that. So before my guests or before my cleaners leave, what my cleaners do is that they'll take pictures everywhere inside of the apartment, you know, like particularly like high traffic areas, just being transparent, not only with me, it be, it's transparent with the cleaning manager and it's also transparent with the guests. Mm. And so the guests can see what the unit looks like before they even enter and they can see that it's already clean. So um, that's like a system that we have And that's like an accountability system Because it keeps everything like, you know, checked and balanced Yeah, that, that's powerful And um, so before, because as you're scaling Yeah Before you had uh, Emerald Elite mm -hmm. Were you the one doing it manually yourself? I was Each yeah. and every So that must mean that within that apartment complex Like maybe with the 10, 15 or 20 Mm -hmm. And you were also living in that apartment complex. So each time somebody was checking in and out, you would yeah. afterwards go in, make sure everything was good. So yeah. The next person. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was doing that 
um, all the way till I had eight units. I had eight units. I was I was doing everything. I was the manager. I was the operator. I was the owner. Um, I was the cleaner. You know, so I was doing all of the things um, up until eight. Now that's a little excessive. I wouldn't advise anybody to do that. It's very draining, particularly if you don't have the time. But um, but yeah, I was um cleaning all of my units and turning over, and I was getting bad at it. Like you know, I was like getting lazy. I would be too tired. You know, and then I would have more complaints from guests, and then that in itself is very it, um it gives me anxiety. Yeah, it overwhelms me. So um yeah yeah. So that's when I <laughs> so after the eight, what mm-hmm. did you start doing? Like did you like like after that eighth because the Emerald Elite is at thirty, yeah. which is now. Yeah, but yeah. After the eighth, how like how did you start saying okay, I can't do everything myself? Like, yeah. what, what did you start doing to uh, compensate for that? Yeah, so what I I got a property manager. Um, it, it was actually my my partner, my girlfriend, who I'm dating now. So she became my property manager, aka like my, you know, she just started to work with me, and um and yeah, so I so so I just delegated half of the the units to her. So we just kind of split the units where like I, I can clean four, I can do that. Yeah, you know, she was able to do four, and um, and then she would also help me with like communicating with guests and stuff like that. Then as we started to get more, what I did is that I just went on Facebook, and I'm a, I'm a part of like an Airbnb Facebook group, mm. um, like and just specifically for Atlanta. And I would be like, hey, we need cleaners, and then I would start to interview people. So I would you know literally set up, or I would you know I would um ask them certain questions, and I would set up interviews, and um I would meet up with them, and if we got a good vibe, then I would go ahead and hire them. And um, and I have them um, go ahead and just I would delegate just certain amount like like maybe like these three units that that are in Buckhead I'll have them just worry about those or something like that. So yeah, nah, that's that's dope and and that's smart because in essence, especially the more units you get, you have to become more of a manager. You have to become more of like uh, yeah. expert at delegation because it's like what's yep. worth your time like is this yep. small little issue worth your time or do you delegate it to your property manager like yeah. how do you focus your energy and attention on the activities that are going to drive the growth of the business exactly man you speaking truth to power man yeah, yeah. Power. Def- definitely definitely so it- it's exciting too because now you're an owner you mm-hmm. know quote unquote it's like you don't own these units but you do own them yeah i own the business yeah exactly exactly yeah. uh when you think about the ability for um the airbnbs to be leveraged into other forms of business mm-hmm. wh- what are your thoughts on that because one thing i wanted to ask even before that question is do you have any practices to make sure that people book for a long period of time because mm. if it, i think if somebody books for one day that's cool but could you possibly set up an environment where it kind of like helps people to book for like a week you know a week plus like what are some of your thoughts about that yeah so i am more on the side that i actually want guests to stay a shorter amount of time wow i'm meaning like like four days is our cap mm. the reason why is because we still i i make a cap on the cleaning right so i charge my guests 90 dollars for cleaning i pay my cleaners like um like 45 dollars per cleaning so um so i'm making a cap on the cleaning so like i want to make as as much as i can with that and also it allows me like so for some of my cleaners i'll pay them 
um, just like it's just like a um, a quick contract. Like it's not like an extended contract. With Emerald Elite, I pay them like a weekly fee per unit, right? So they can they'll come as as much as they as they can as as many as many turnovers as we get. They'll come whenever we have a turnover. They'll come and I'll pay them like a solid one hundred and twenty dollars per week for per unit though. Wow. And so, um, so that means I, I am incentivized to go ahead and charge my guests or I want to have as many guests as I can throughout the week so that I can make sure that I can pay them or that I can have a profit, you know? Right. So, um, so yeah, so I, I, I only want to keep my guests in there for four nights and, um, and then, yeah, so, you know, I try to keep it as low as possible because, um, you make a lot of money on those cleaning fees. Like, you know, you can make a lot of money with that. Yeah, yeah, and I think people have started um, complaining a bit about some of the cleaning fees. You know, <laughs> yeah, I did see that. I, I saw like an article or two. Was like, I did see like, that. Cleaning fees killing this, bro. Yeah. Um, so, and, and it's, it's interesting too as well because when you talk business, you know, there's different systems. Like, I think for Airbnb, there's like finding the. I remember when I was talking to Chris Thomas, he was talking about Ear DNA. Yeah. Um, okay. So mm-hmm. you you, you uh, use that or you? Uh, I don't use it, but I'm familiar with it. I'm familiar yeah. with it. Yeah. Yeah. And Air DNA. I think it just gives you. Um, it gives you just some um, analytics. It's pretty much an analytic platform where it'll tell you like you know, oh, this is when people are coming in. This is how you should set your prices. Um, and it'll just kind of uh, allow you to adjust further out than mm-hmm. it hits you than trying to adjust. So like mm-hmm. the benefits of um, AirDNA, but I've only I've only know a little bit about it. I haven't really you know tapped into it at all too much. Got you. And then I remember there's stuff like uh, uh, Guesty, there's stuff like Logify, there's things like um, mm-hmm. forgot the other one, something uh, yeah, Smogul or something like Smogul. Okay. When you when you like, do you use any of these systems to kind of like? You know, like, how do you track everything that's going on? Because when you have like 10, like 5, 10, 15, 20, 30, like, do you have Excel sheets? Do you have software? Like, how do you keep a tight, you know, lid and container on everything that's happening? Like expenses going out, you know, money coming in. What's the profit margin? Like, like, how do you, you know, bring all of that under uh, management? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I essentially just use an Excel sheet, uh, and it's and it's pretty simple. And also, Airbnb they have like analytics on their website that you can track what each individual listing is doing, what the occupancy is. Um, so, I also use a little bit of that as well. Um, but yeah, I essentially just like literally just copy and paste my Excel sheets, and um, it's really just tracking. You know, of course, just tracking your revenue and your expenses. My expenses are generally pretty much the same per month. Mm. You know, I can give you an average. Like, you know, my expenses might be at sixteen hundred per month, and then on average, I'm bringing in the revenue might be anywhere between three thousand and thirty three hundred per month. So like that's just the average on things um but yeah yeah but i'll i'll just use an excel sheet on um, particularly like on inventory inventory is like a little bit different um because i'm trying to find like what is the pattern in terms of how often i need to get inventory and then you know how much that costs and all of that but um but yeah i primarily just use an excel sheet it's it's it's, it's pretty simple and like i said airbnb also have analytics on the website where you can literally look at the analytics of per listing like 
you know, how you did this week compared to last week's. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Nah, it, it's dope and it's exciting because you know all of this is is basically like fuel to not only help you reach those higher levels of business in other arenas right. because you know like the entrepreneurship game there's no limit to it you Absolutely. Know? especially if things are in a managed environment whereby because i feel like some people might be out here just winging it you know like yeah I'm just, and then it's like oh yeah, so I, I didn't think about it yeah when i first got started when i first got started well actually when i first got started i was actually really into i would i would track every single thing every little thing like and even my expenses like oh i got a bag of potato chips from quick trip all right let me put that in like i was tracking everything i was counting every penny and then it was like a lag particularly when COVID hit man i was like in the dump so i wasn't really tracking too much i mean at this point i do have an accountant as well so like they track you know certain things too nice but um but yeah 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 uh yeah some i mean you definitely want to know you have to budget you have to be able to budget you have to be very frugal with your money if you're looking to scale you're trying to scale if you're just trying to get like a couple of units you know you can just do whatever but you know there's some there's some clients who i work with where they don't properly budget and then they run into issues and that's not an airbnb thing that's just like you know that's what you think yeah the individual just got a budget and then once you can kind of budget and i already have systems in place to kind of i already know how much like if somebody if i bring somebody on my team in three months i already know how much money that they should have in their bank account so that they can go ahead and get a next unit so wow um, so yeah 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 but if you just follow the system you know in place that like particularly that i have which is really just like saving your money like once you once you get um once you start to bring in profit go ahead and just put that money to the side so you get your investment back and then you can go ahead and start using your profits as like you know for whatever you want to use it for wow and i think that's a that's a great statement right there that lead people always ask oh how much should i have saved up before I right. get into Airbnb, because some people are like, nah, you gotta have a grand, you gotta have five, mm -hmm. even 10, like stacks at least. Like, how much do you think somebody should have saved up before they attempt to, to go into the business? Yeah, so there's two, there's two different ways. So like I said, when I got started, I had my apartment, so I didn't have to put down anything. I just had to get like a few things, maybe like some towels or whatever, but um, I already had a space. I was already living there. I just had to get out of it. I just had to move. Mm -hmm. um, so I didn't have to put anything. So, you know, you could, that's for people who are, you know, who are considering going that route. That's one direction. Um, but if you're trying to get like a new unit, um, I would say anywhere between three and $5,000. And the reason why that gap is like that is because if you go the, 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 the route with, I'm um, having a low capital startup, which is like $3,000, um, it will allow you to get like, you know, your basic essentials for your kitchen, um, like your television set, TV stands, um, maybe towels, washcloths, the things that you need for your bathroom. The only thing it will not allow you to get by going that direction is that you cannot get like your living room set, so like your couches or whatever like that, and your bedroom set. Mm -hmm. So what you do is that is that you go to a financing, like a furniture company, and you just go through financing. And then you say, hey, I want to go ahead and take advantage of the 90 day, no credit check financing option. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to pay this furniture and I'm going to pay it back in 90 days. And so, um, <clears throat> you know, so you'll use your profits from Airbnb. So let's say like that cost you, it should cost you anywhere between $1,500 and $2,000, that, that furniture that I'm referring to. And so you'll be able to pay that off 
you know, so that let's say if it's at 1500, that's 500 per month. So you'll just be able to pay that off. That'll just be an expense for the first three months. And then once it's paid off, you'll be all set. And so the other option, the $5,000 option, you're just paying for everything up front. And so you don't have any expenses once you get started and you get your first listing. I mean, your wow. first booking. Yeah. So those are the two different routes to go. Now, that's that's interesting to uh, know because I think a lot of people are like, man, you got to have 10 to start there. But I'm, I am starting to hear like that three and five. Like, yeah, uh, I've heard two before. I've heard 2000, you know, um, I guess that's like kind of just, I don't know, maybe the bare minimum, that's a creative way to go too. But yeah, I say, I always say like about three, it really depends in the 3000. That's like everything all inclusive. That's your prorated rent. That's getting your remote key for your, for your, um, for the garage. That's getting, um, your security deposit. So I'm talking about everything all included. Those people might just be talking about furniture, which is like, you know, yeah, you can spend about 2000 for that. But depending on when you move in, so if you move in in the middle of the month, your rent's at fifteen hundred, so you know you got to do what? That's seven fifty, you know. And then you got your security deposit and all of that. So, so yeah, it's about I would say like anywhere between three and five thousand. That's yeah. all. Nah, that's that's interesting. And also thinking in terms of now, some people might be saying like, yo. You know, I got into a fight when I was younger. You know, I got some stuff. You know, my credit might not be good. You know, I got a record yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Can, can they still get into the business? Um, It's going to be hard to acquire property. So, like, if you have on your... Because, you know, even if you go to corporate housing, right, you have to put somebody down as an occupant. Somebody has to be down there. And so, if you have negative things on your background report... Um, like if you have a felony or you're a rapist or something extreme like that, yeah, they're not going to allow you to stay there. You're going to have to get somebody else to kind of help you out with that. Um, as far as like evictions and things like that, there's credit services that you can use to get that stuff removed. There's a lot of that been going on. Um, I'm sure a lot of people who are in this space, they know you can just get things removed after credit report. I mean, I know I did, you know, so. Um, so you know all the hitting the controllers you know x y y z (laughs) right right yeah yeah so yeah you don't want to really have anything on you i mean you really don't want to have anything on your rental history you don't want to have any like felonies and things like that um that could slow down the process i'm not sure what that looks like like how slow the process might be slowed down or not but that can definitely be a hindrance for sure yeah definitely definitely that makes sense especially you know and it's interesting because when you say that you know i'm coming in as a corporate uh clearinghouse Mm -hmm. you're coming in on higher levels of business so they're like okay dealing with a organization with a company with a professional because I feel like a lot of the apartments and complexes and things like that, they starting to catch on the game. Like they do. You, know, you, you Airbnb, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like they, they right. started. So you got to come at like different angles. And I think the people yeah. are going to be able to really ride this out and take the most advantage of those that get those LLCs and really get a lot of weight under those, you know, names yeah. and LLCs and entities because eventually these places are going to even be like yo let's just have a quote unquote third party uh rent specialist indoors that can you know rent out to these other places but with them it's still going to take time because there's so much legal 
structure, business, find like they gotta rearrange because mm-hmm. like the solopreneur can move quick, but when you like, like an organization, yeah. Yeah, it takes a little bit. Yeah, he got to say this. She got somebody got to send this. They got to approve. You know, it's like all these different. Yeah, yeah so much. Yeah, so much bureaucracy when um when you're dealing with with that like that when you're dealing with those big organizations and that really gets annoying because I know whenever I'm dealing with those big companies, it's it's sometimes just getting approved for an apartment. It's like it's so much that I'd be having to wait for, or they'll forget to call me and tell me something, or. Mm. you know just things like that so you kind of got to be on it like when they are just going slow like that you got to be on top of them you gotta you know tell them like hey i'm ready i'm trying to give y'all my money i'm giving y'all my money you know let's let's try to get this <laughs> let's, let's yeah let's keep the ball rolling forward yeah. and even if we're talking about you know being on top of them i think eventually do you think you're gonna have like a point person that is just going to be reaching out to like these different you know complexes and like just pitching you know the clearing house and kind of like securing these contracts and deals on behalf yeah p- possibly i mean truthfully i don't have to do it that much i don't have to do it that often like i said once you get an apartment complex who's willing to um work with you and once you find one apartment complex that's willing to you know do business with you you can pretty much just stay there you know particularly a good area and a good location so um so yeah you don't really have to do it too much and like have, has, you, has any of them ever said like yo i see you doing some just that airbnb stuff man let me get in on this a little bit like let me let's adjust yeah. these rates a little let's talk a little bit like have you ever seen those type yeah no i haven't i haven't seen anybody that like like that knew me from somewhere or like that you know that uh sees that i'm getting units or whatever um but i mean truthfully it's a partnership so mm. they want they should want to have me in there these are the reasons why that they they would want to want to do business with me generally when residents or i'm sorry when um, apartment complexes when they have residents who stay a long term a lot of the times when they come into that apartment after those 12 months there's a lot of damages the microwave might be broken oven may not be working you know my garbage disposal in my in my own apartment it, it doesn't work like i just don't feel like getting it fixed you know but whereas as a business i have to ensure that all of everything is always ready to go if i were to leave that apartment that day uh, the apartment complex can put somebody in there the same day because i have to make sure everything is up kept right so that means that when i leave your apartment's going to be ready instead of you have to you know get some maintenance to fix it or you got to get new carpet you know i don't have those issues so like you know there's a lot of benefits that i bring to them so shoot and because i bring them a lot of benefits i'm asking them or demanding or negotiating with them that not demanding i'm sorry but i'm negotiating with them saying um yo can you bring down your rents like two hundred dollars or can you give me the first two months free or you know can can we find some way to negotiate and then also let's say it's an apartment community you know they're they're business owners as well they want to keep their apartments occupied yo i'm trying to get five units right now Mm. you know what i'm saying so i'm trying to get these five units make the first two months free for me and i'll move in today you know i'll just pay the security deposit you know what i'm saying like, like, deal. Yeah. yeah and then also one last thing and i'll say like i'm trying to be here for three years wow right i'm not trying you don't have to you don't have to worry about finding another tenant once i move in if everything is gucci then i'm gonna i'm gonna stay here you know what i mean so 
those are things I offer way more benefits to them than they do for me. They're just offering me an empty space. I'm offering them security. I'm offering them, you know, um, make sure that the apartment's ready. And I'm offering them long-term security financially. Man, that was the perfect pitch right there. If I was a landlord, I'm like, yo, I'm supposed to see you like two years ago. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So, so yeah, yeah. Sometimes hosts will go in and they'll just be grateful to get a corporate lease, but you got to go in ready to negotiate and ready and, and, and use your, have leveraging points, you know, and stick with that. You know what I mean? Because anything less, like they should be giving you some type of discount, you know, mm. versus like you paying them to be there. That doesn't make sense because people are doing it anyway, you know? Yep. Yep, that makes a lot of sense. Now, talking when you said even you're going to be staying there for three years, yeah, some of them make you sign a contract, like all those three years. Yeah, you're going to be here for three years. All right, let's put that in writing. Now, it's a verbal agreement. So now, I would never sign a contract for that long. Um, but it's just a verbal agreement saying that I want to be. It's just me emphasizing, you know, I want to be here. You know, what I'm saying I, I just I want to be here because, um, you know, this is a it just makes sense. Ain't no point for me to leave it. So yeah, awesome, awesome. Now I'm I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Now let's talk. Let's let's jump to two row a little bit, man. Let's yeah, absolutely. So because it's interesting because both of these are like peer to peer. You know right. What I'm saying? Yeah. Yep. If, if you look at the world, that's what things are becoming. You know, yes. Bitcoin is peer to peer. You know, like there's this decentralization whereby the 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 main power structures the government these huge business uh organizations that had all the leverage and power you know the millennials and these coders they're like all right how do we dissolve that power and pick power back into the hands of you know the everyday person so talk talk to us about the two row man because two row especially especially in the black community man because the barrier to entry to Turo is even lower than it is for Airbnb. Yeah, it's easier. So talk to it's us. Much easier. It's easier. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would just say to the point that you said earlier is that the government wants to put the power in their hands, but the power is has always been in the people's hands. So whichever direction that the people go, that the whoever else has to follow. Whoever else That's is right. against it, they have to follow. And so yeah, Airbnb Turo has blown up, which is why anybody can get involved and literally change their life you know and people have been but yeah with toro toro is much easier to get involved particularly if you have um reasonable like fair or good or great credit right so by meaning that like you can literally walk into a dealership i want to get that car it can be a toyota to a mercedes so to whatever and you can walk out of the dealership not having to put any money down don't have to make your first payment until 45 days later so that's exactly what i did i got um i think i got five cars all at once and um the reason why you get them all at once is because you don't want anything to um you don't want to wait to it's reports on your credit Mm -hmm. reports on your credit then they're going to be asking more questions like yo you just got a car last month what's going on but when you go in there when um like i said if you have pretty like reasonable credit and that's like a let's say like a six let's say like a 620 and higher you should be able to walk in and not really have to put down any money and so um so yeah i wound up um i got what two of my or one car from carmax one from carvana one from Vroom. i didn't want to go any dealership so i just got them from those places it's easier process and i and i went to one dealership to get a car 
and um and then i got another one from um from Car- carvana as well but the point that i'm making is that you essentially would just go in just telling them like hey i want to get this they'll give you the car all i had to do was sign papers and um i didn't have to make my first payment for 45 days after that and you already i know you had them things slinging on two row exactly i went straight to the place <laughs> to take the pictures because i got it's this dope spot in atlanta to take pictures for my cars mm-hmm. go there to take my pictures put it on Twitter the next day and then that, them first 44 days is all profit people don't wait that's one yeah. thing i noticed you put that car on two rope yeah just like yeah. that people, people yeah. coming in like yo i need that for seven days like yeah 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 oh yeah, man my turbo cars are generally booked up always yeah always booked up. do you um because i, I think what's his name Pushman mitch he yeah. had a uh of course and then he had like a big discount on there or something like that mm-hmm. like he sold it for like 200 and uh i got that and i was like man this is good stuff but okay. one thing in it that i noticed i saw was like pitting in what do they call it the the track like trackers yes in the cars yeah you definitely want to have that you have to that's like that's like their first expense so just like in um just go, going back to airbnb like i have security systems when I get a new unit, that's the first thing I buy in my security system, which is my noise monitors to make sure ain't nobody throwing a party and my rings. Those are my first expenses. Same thing with Troy. You have to have a security apparatus because your asset in Airbnb is your apartment. That's so right. if anything happens, you need to know because if it happens, you can't make money. Same thing with Toro. If anything happens to your car, you can't make money. You know, so um, you just want to um, yeah, you definitely want to have trackers in all of your vehicles. Um, and you can get them on Amazon. Um, you can get them hardwired built into like the car. So you don't have to worry about like charging it or taking it out. You can put it in the OBD, which is like, that's like the, um, it's like on the, you know, near the stem or near the test. Yeah. Yeah. So you can just put it in there and, um, yeah, you definitely want to have trackers for your cars. Um, for sure you got to protect your uh, your assets yeah nah that that's super dope now talk to us you know as we begin to wrap up talk to us yeah. about you know like your coaching you know packages and the consultation and the the airbnb is- institute and how that can help because man i feel like every day people are waking up and they're saying like i want to start my airbnb business today yeah and they they need that guidance they need somebody who's in it who's experienced who knows like really the ins and outs so can you talk to us about like the packages like which package you recommend somebody to start off with like if they're new to everything and they want to get into it right yeah 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 i definitely i have people hit me up every day on airbnb um or on instagram just asking questions about you know how to get started what they need to do to get started and so um the first thing that i would suggest is just to sit down go ahead and look at the content on my page because a lot of i talk about a lot of things on there in terms of cost to get started and when, and you can follow me on my instagram it should be at the bottom at babynb b-e-y b-n-b and um just go ahead and look at the content on my page and then i would say we can have a, we can schedule a consultation so a consultation just like an hour conversation just so i can get a scope of like where you are in life what are you trying to do i'm not going to be messaging you back and forth doing those things because it just requires a lot of my time and so for my time i always suggest that you um or to, to anybody is to go ahead and get a consultation because then we can have a more in-depth and dig, dig down a little bit deeper in terms of you know how you want to get started then once we have an idea of what your action plans are and what and how you 
where you want to be at in this business, then I can go ahead and offer different type of packages. So I have three different packages for coaching and mentorship. And so what that looks like is that essentially me calling you once a week um, with one of them. One of them, I'll call you every two weeks. And I think the other one is the basic package. I'll call you once a month. Um, you have access to all of the packages. You can go ahead and text me or I'm sorry, the the silver and the gold package, you can text me at any time. So you can go ahead and contact me when you need me. Um, if you have any questions, we can do that. I offer um, and I offer premium services. Like if you need me to um, well, go with you to like the leasing offer, particularly for folks in Atlanta, um, you know, I offer that and just kind of help you with the negotiating or finding the right price point for rent. Or even um, we offer like, like a shopping list in terms of where you can get your um, stuff at, like right, to get it for cheap. You don't want to be spending. I know a lot of new hosts, they'll get on and they think that they got to have the fanciest things in order to attract guests. And you, you don't. You're going you're gonna to hurt your bottom line if you do that. A lot of hosts do that. Mm. Yeah. Mm. This is this is dope, man. And I love the fact that you're able to take this knowledge, this experience and literally put it into because people's lives are changing. You know, people, Absolutely. Seen people like create Airbnbs in like Malaysia and like, you know, parts of the world. And it's like, but this you need like if you're out there and you're trying to learn this Airbnb game, tap in, you know, make sure you tap in with same like all the links. I'm going to leave them inside the YouTube, inside the podcast and all the streams. But make sure because one thing I realized is having a mentor is going to save you so much time, so much yeah. headache, so much energy and money. And you don't you don't have all the money in the world. You don't have all the time to make those mistakes. So <laughs> right, right. Just pay the money. Yeah, somebody exactly exactly i be telling people that like just pay the money now you're gonna pay it either way you're either gonna pay it on the front end or you're gonna pay it at a time where you didn't expect it so you know and, and what's there. crazy is that the last two people actually last three people that i've spoken to about airbnb when they got into it they yeah. all had mentors mm. they all had mentors and people some people they they listen like come on man like spend this money man like, come on man like that's what they all say and right. it's is the the truth of the matter is that think about it like this if you whatever business you you guys are in that you're listening let's say you have five years under your belt right it's going good you're making money like you know things are on the up and up now imagine you can go back five years right would you want to spend those five years to learn all over again or would you like to meet the five-year version of yourself that has the experience and learn from them exactly yeah that's a good way of putting it right there so you know if you're out there tapping 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 look he didn't use a mentor he started himself and he literally bare knuckles into the trenches and the dirty work and everything so get this information especially now that they're saying that you know they're looking for like a couple million more hosts like oh, absolutely yeah now yeah. now is definitely the time yeah this is the time, this is, the time. <laughs> yeah. is there anything you know you want to say uh to the listeners or you know how they can reach out to you contact or mm -hmm. yeah, go ahead the floor is yours yeah so like i said you can go ahead and um go ahead and follow me on instagram it's at baby and b b-e-y b-n-b -B. 
And, um, you know, don't hesitate to hit me up in my DM. I'm very, like, I, I try to communicate with everybody who'll contact me. And if you have any questions about Airbnb and how to get started, I can also answer those. Um, but yeah, but like, I just wrote a post, like, just yesterday. Like, the time is now to get started. Um, you know, it's a lot of money in this business. Like I said, this literally changed the trajectory of my life. Like, you know, I remember last year, maybe like, uh, maybe about a year and a half ago at this time, I was sleeping in my car saving up every every little penny to trying to get started and now like i said i'm at i'm in two different cities i'm at like 30 units right now like at 29 something like that and um you know this is just a good time to get started so yeah go ahead and hit me up if you have any questions sign up for my mini course as well 25 dollars is like the cheapest mini course on the mark but like i said i used to be a teacher so i know how to put together a curriculum has a great scope and sequence and um yeah just go ahead and hit me up with that and you know, I, I mean, it's, 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 this is the time to get involved for sure. Man, I, you making me excited, man. I'm about to hit you up like, yo, ring, ring. <laughs> ah, let's talk. <laughs> so um, definitely thank you for the time. Thank Absolutely. you for, you know, not just the time on this, but taking the time to learn how to do your Airbnbs and build yourself up and get into the game and entrepreneurship and setting your life up and not just your life, but your family, family generations and yeah, yeah impacting man. other people right absolutely that's the like, goal yeah like you said but like the client that started september and now she already has like eight plus units yep yeah so, she's doing it right now man. that's crazy so masterminders that are out there listeners that are listening if you like thinking to yourself like yo airbnb like i'm trying to pull up trigger tap in with sam i'm gonna leave the links y'all make it official Thank you for listening to the Mastermind Your Life podcast with Tolu Owoyemi. We hope you enjoy. Be sure to rate and review this podcast on your favorite listening platform and follow Tolu on Instagram at T-O-L-U dot O-W-O-Y-E-M-I. Keep mastering your life and we'll see you here next time.